Oh, I was actually thinking about how I want to do our intro, and I kind of. And it's like this. Well, it's and this it's is like the this. Intro. No, but I, I want to do a little like. Box office bookshelf. Is that how you want it to be? Yeah. Okay. Then you can make that. Because this is box office bookshelf, the podcast dedicated to reading. Why do you make faces every time I do this? I just feel like I've been tricked. Like you were pitching me an idea, but it wasn't real. You just wanted to do the intro. <laughs> what are we doing this week? We're This week we're doing Horton Hears a Who by Dr. Seuss, who's not actually a doctor. Right. And it's actually soy. No, it's not. Soy's it. cheese. Think Dr. about it. S-E-U-S-S. Soy's. Theodore, Theodore Giesel. Is a bad name, which is why he goes by Dr. Seuss. Right. Giesel, like, the name Giesel makes it sound like you're, it sounds like you're an old person always. Theodore Giesel as a child is still an 80-year-old man. Yes. Yeah. Theodore Giesel, painting on an easel. Oh. Petting his pet weasel. Theodore Giesel doesn't have, like, an assigned career, so you have to change your name if you want to do something. Okay, so, Horton Hears a Who... One of his many famous classic children's books that have proliferated through America, along with The Grinch and Green Eggs and Ham. Some of the And best. Red Fish, Blue Fish. I mean, I'd argue he's one of the more the prolific great, writers of our time. The Great Butter Battle. The... What? The Great Butter Battle. I don't know that one. Uh, the... I do feel like he's a belong, childhood I belong, staple, I belong though. in a zoo. Right. Are You My Mother? Or, right. The Big Green all the, Book. All the places you'll go. Right. Which, ugh, so many people and put many, on the And many, and many other things... Okay, so Dr. Seuss, is he a good children's author? Is he a good poet? Is he a good is pornographer? Is he a good pornographer? He used to do pornography. He was not a good pornographer. Well, no, that was decided upon by the, by masses, the masses. I have to assume. No, there's a quote you can those... find about his his early pornographic drawings that basically like boils down to I tried to draw like the most robust, sexiest women like of my imagination. Yeah, but then, his imagination then, is horrifying. Well, everyone's lumpy and weird. Like, right, and, it, and furry. That, but that's what makes his characters charming. Well, so are they... Have you looked at any of them? Yeah. Okay, they're so, available online. You can find them. I'm sure you can. You can find pretty much They're very, like, Rubenesque women. They're very, but, like, they're very like round in the middle. They look like Horton. They're, like, right, big and round in the though. middle with, like, with the weird little, like... <laughs> you know the the, the, the Sneedler? Yeah. Or the... the what is the it? The Sneedler? What, what's he called in the Lorax? The little, right. like... The Sneeds. He, the weird, like, little furry hand, like, the weird fingies, mm-hmm. like, the those, weird those are, like, on those women. And it's, like, this is the So they're not women, like, women in our world. They're women, like, Whoville women. Yeah. That's horrible. They sort of look like a blend between real people and Was there a market people. for it? Apparently not, because he had to do children's books. But there's got to be someone out there who's, like, specific brand of interest is... Doctor Seuss pornography. If I could get my hands on one, I would love to hang it up as like a piece of art, but I wouldn't be like, yeah. I'm I'm actually going to like pleasure myself to this this like this right. That'd be. I try and be judgment free. But he, okay. I judge a little. The bit. point that I was getting at is a that lot. he's prolific, and everyone loves him. But is he is he good? Before is he a we good even before we, yeah before we get into the movie uh, before we talk about Horton Hears specifically. Like, is Dr. Seuss good, or do you like Dr. Seuss because you grew up as a child loving Dr. Seuss because everyone's loved Dr. Seuss? 
I've never actually considered that as a possibility before. Right. I think there are things that we consider as like empirical truths. Right. One of them being that Dr. Seuss is a great children's author. But is that true? I'm going to vote yes, and here's why. His books are imaginative. Mm-hmm. They're funny and whimsical, and what like what they're doing, their their actual operative function, mm-hmm. teach kids to read and help them learn and teach moral lessons. His stories are rife with allegory. I mean, think about the Lorax, which is all like, be good to our world. Very eco-friendly sentiments. Right. I think by those measures, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's good for kids. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just wanted to bring it up because it's a question that I... Do you think he's good? I guess it's not necessarily like what I believe or what I don't believe. It's just an observation I have about things like that where they are like ubiquitous call among like culturally mm. in certain areas we're in America so like well that's and and particularly like I mean it it's like Harry Potter like is Harry Potter good or bad I mean, it doesn't matter whether you could for most part Harry Potter's good but like it doesn't matter if it's good or bad it's it is across the board it's a cultural touchstone it of like Dr. Seuss children's mass. books like everyone has read right once everyone book. once something gets right. so big so popular it's it it's right. that snowball effect right. of like it doesn't even matter if it's good or not right. people are still going to right. buy into it but, but it, that's but it, i mean the flip of that too is the twilight conundrum right right is twilight bad or do we just hate things that teen girls love Twilight is bad, but it doesn't deserve the vitriol that it receives because of its target of market. It, because of its target audience, but the right. t- but Twilight is a whole separate episode, which we uh, will do coming soon in twenty twenty eight when what? I finally <laughs> build up the patience to read those books again. Again, I read the first one. Yeah, I read I've seen all, all of them. The, I've seen all the films. Yeah, but that's not the. You've seen all the films. Doing. I have. Oh, I have. Why? The films are truly bad. The films deserve to be disrespected because they are bad films. But Kristen Stewart doesn't deserve the disrespect. I'm not saying any of the actors. I'm saying. I'm. I know. But again, that's a different episode. All right. We're talking well, about Horton Hears a Who and the film Horton Hears a Who, which came out in 2008, based on Horton Hears a Who, Doctor Seuss book, which came out in like what 1956. Somewhere around something, there. Something. Something. It was post World War right. II, which I recently learned because on the topic of allegories. I was reading this in the car on the way over. We had debated while we were watching it what we thought the allegory of Horton Here's a Who might be. The main themes, of course, are like, a person's a person no matter how small. One voice can really make a difference. But what I learned and shared in part with you, and I'm going to share more of it now for whoever's listening, Horton Here's a Who was written after um, Dr. Seuss took a trip post-World War II to Kyoto where he went to a university and was studying with... Uh, Mitsuki Nakamura. Mitsuki Nakamura. And basically he went around asking young children like what they wanted to be when they grew up, young Japanese children, what they wanted to be, who they wanted to be when they grew up. And this book was written sort of in a response to sort of racist undertones. What's well, the thing that we did also didn't touch on Dr. Seuss? Theodore Giesel before he was Dr. Seuss like drew like ethnogra- ethnographically offensive propaganda for the for the 
yeah, for U.S. An, cultural yeah. war against the Japanese. For a magazine called PM. Right. He drew some you know, pretty You know, the weird, wide-faced, big teeth, yeah, strange... Very squinted eyes, right. pig noses, I think the, they said. The, it, it's bad stuff. The epitome of, of like, ridiculous, right. like, demorphy, right. and so this dehumanizing... Book, yeah. In the movie, it's called Vlad, but the the bird, the big vulture the bird. bird, drops the truffle puff with the speck of dust that has Whoville on it into the field of, of truffle tree puffs. Although they don't say that in the book or the movie. They don't say truffle tree, but that is what it is. Is that what it's actually called? But that's what it is in the Lorax, the truffle trees with the big puff balls. I feel like what your you- knowledge of Dr. Seuss culture is better than mine, but that could also be attributed to my awful, well, awful let's, memory. Let's just break it down, even though, that's what the thing is, it almost doesn't require a breakdown, because if it's a book that came in the 50s, and it, and I read it as a child in, like, 1997, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's, like, again, culturally ubiquitous. But, Horton Hears a Who is a story of a, a an elephant in Newell, the jungle of Newell, who discovers that there is people who's in Whoville. Not the same Whoville Not as different Whoville. the Grinch. Uh, living on a speck of dust on the puff of the truffle tree mm-hmm. and he discovers them and he has to protect them right. from the jungle community. The who very are, upset. Who are, who are borderline, there's like a borderline hysteria. Borderline? No. Full on hysteria. But like, what do you even call that? Like when you... Insane? No, uh, no, I mean in like one a, person's no, I desire mean like in a, in to a historical like basis. commit mass genocide, like uh, like the like witch like witch hunt, uh, like Salem witch trial witch hunt where it's like <laughs> we saw a girl dancing like she's she a, must witch. Be a witch, and then all of a sudden you're like you you don't like the way your wife is like pulling water from the well, mm. and you're like mm. she's a witch, she's got it, and then it's like it builds up from there with this weird thing. In Horn Hears Who, it's just weird. Like, well, in Horn Hears Who, it, I mean, it's a children's book, so there's really not much in way of like character development or exposition. It pretty much happens so that Horton finds the speck. Angry purple kangaroo sees him and is like, a speck. Not purple, though, white in the in the story. Well, no color in the story. No color in the story. An angry kangaroo finds him and is like a speck. Not in this jungle. In this jungle, we just have creatures, and I will put an end to you and all you believe in. Get my monkeys. Monkeys! Cage him! And that's pretty much the why, entire Why climax. did the kangaroo become like a, uh, like a pre-antebellum southern bell? Is like, gone not, with the wind. Is that not the vibe that you got? Cut, cut, well, well, I had to declare. <laughs> you I do, do declare. You, you're... Your opinion about the, the the people on the speck of dust is uncouth. Uh, I will not stand for but, that kind of but, behavioral instance in our community, bad for the children. Can I, I have two points to make. One mm-hmm. is a an admission of guilt, which is that uh, I understand that it's a book written for children, and it therefore is also a film written for children, a film made for children. For the most part, and I get that I'm not gonna like poo-poo it because I'm happen to be an adult. But like when you're watching something made for children and there are no children present, and you're like, I'm just trying mm. to get through this. Like mm. I'm just I need like it was a it's, I long felt, movie. This is what this is my point. Watching Horton Here's a Who, to me, like yeah, it's quaint and charming. But for me, it was the first times thus far where I've felt like 
if I was not going to talk about this, I, I would have turned it turn off. it off right now and I would leave. We, I haven't had that experience yet in a review. Like I would have yeah. like Coraline is a movie about a child's experience, mm-hmm. but I was like down to watch I'm, it. I'm like interested in watching this. Right. Horton Hears a Who is the first time where I've been like mm-hmm. this is this significant like this doesn't have my attention. I'm merely putting myself through it because I have to review it. Right. And that's like not a like Right. I, I'm admitting that because I feel like that's like it would be wrong to, to like conceal that. I would never put on this movie again. Period. I f- I feel like once is enough for me. I hadn't seen it before, and I think even with a child, like should I, should I be like babysitting or should I ever become a mother? I wouldn't be like this is a movie I'd want to watch with a kid because there are other children's movies that are enjoyable to watch. Think of so many of them in the Disney canon. I would watch Tangled, willingly today right now by myself. I would do the same for, like, a plethora of the old 1994, like, Lion King. So good. Oh, I would watch a different... I would even watch a different Dr. Seuss thing. I think the Lorax is much better than than Horton Hears a Who filmically. I saw the Lorax once, and I, re- I remember it being good, but having seen this, I'm now... No, I think the Lorax is... Is it actually the good? The Lorax is better. Well, it but does this, have Taylor Swift and Zac Efron this is in the, it. This is, besides my, my admission of that, I am... Putting that out there because what I'm about to follow up on is my biggest gripe, which is that the the exchange rate from book to film is, uh, in my opinion, kind of atrocious. Because what you have is like a book that takes five minutes to read, that is like it's condensed and it's charming and it has the illustrations, it has like the Dr. Seuss narrated rhyme. It's, it's short, it's sweet, you get the moral, simple, done. The movie is 86 minutes, not including credits. So the issue becomes, you have now put, you've couched what is a six-minute story into, like, an 86-minute long film. Mm-hmm. And so 80 minutes of filler, where it's like, this is, everything has to be expanded and expanded right. and expanded. And I'm fine with them making up, like, new Dr. Seuss rhyme stuff for it. Sure. That works for me totally fine. Well, because that's an I just easy style to imitate. All this, just, just, it's just a movie packed with scenes of padding. And I feel like you can't even call it padding when it's, like, the, it's, like, I get it. I get the story. Right. I get it. Like, well, that's because it's, it's, just, it's, it's in its whole, it's not, it's not difficult to understand. The actual story right. is very, very simple and doesn't need much in the way of, bloating but that's which is, I think, but that's my my qualm with it which is like you have jim carrey voicing horton you have steve carell voicing well, yeah the let's mayor talk about Whoville. that it's a stellar cast it's amy poehler it's jonah hill seth rogan jim carrey steve carell that should be a really funny movie uh will it Arnett. is it is funny though. it's not it that is funny. funny it's funny-esque I like Jim Carrey. I know you funny don't love... Funny adjacent. It's funny adjacent. I know you don't love Jim Carrey. I really like Jim Carrey. I like Jim I think Carrey he's in funny, good movies. But he wasn't funny in this. All of his lines... Like, Horton comes across as, like, an actually insane He's elephant. animated well. He's animated well. He's Let's not, talk about that. The animation, not drawn the animation well, is... Or not drawn. Is, I respect the film's depiction of the, of the drawn style. Like, Horton... You think it's true to the original animation? As much as it could be, without being because it's it's blue it's blue sky it's blue sky entertainment um, doing it. Although I think the Illumination Entertainment Studios have done better. Like Is Illumination the Lorax, Pixar's? the Lorax and Grinch, they're separate. 
separate company technically. So you have Disney and Pixar. Well, Disney and Pixar are separate, but Illumination. No, they merged. But they're still they're still run as separate companies. Right. They're just under an umbrella. Like Blue Sky Entertainment made the Ice Age movies, which I hate. You hate Ice Age. Yeah. But the that pesky little looks terrible. Looks terrible. Really wants that nut. Looks terrible. All right. He's. eh. It's not worth the bite you on. The the. The movie is is like it's not off putting. Like there's like it's it's charming. Like it has some charm. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, it's like I feel when I'm watching it as if like it's being like this is being extended. Like mm-hmm. this every every interaction, every moment is being oh. is like being taffy pulled out so that it can fill a ninety minute structure. You I can't wish. throw a movie like really what it needs to be. Is Horton who here's a who needs to be like sixty minutes, like and a TV special, like sixty minutes, and you put it on a streaming service. But of right. course, the movie was pre, pre the Netflix. hype hype of streaming. So you have if you want the movie to make profit, and you don't want it to go direct to video. You have to put it in a theater for the Which movie to get in a theater. It needs to be at least like eighty minutes. Is that true? Yeah, it has to be eighty minutes for something to go. You into can't the put theater? something. There's a minute requirement. You can't oh. put. You can't put like that's here's a, a seven. Fact. Here's a seventy minute movie because it's like that's not a movie. You're what not about documentaries? Are they hold the same held to the same standard? Do you know? For the most part, you've seen a lot of seventy minute documentaries in the well, theater. There are, there are obviously documentaries. When was the last time you went to go to the theater and see a documentary? Never. But that's not the gotcha. point. Gotcha. All right. Maybe it is the point. Lawyered. Here's that's not lawyered. Okay. Here's, but on the topic of lawyering, there is a scene where the kangaroo goes to the vulture bird to essentially, like, she is at her point, she's like, Horton needs to be stopped. He's he's talking to this, you know, speck on the little, you know, flower, and he must be stopped. He's teaching our kids to use their imagination, and more than that, he's, like, ruining the, like, fabric of our, like, culture. So she goes to the vulture, and she's like, I need your help. And he was like, fine, I'll help you, but I'll only do it in exchange for your son. And she's like, all right, well, then I'm going to go to somebody else. She thinks about it, but she does say that she's going to go to someone else. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll do it for free. The bargaining there. I don't know. I don't know what that... But again, that's an example of what I was just complaining about. Right. This whole thing is just like... Well, everything seems a little superfluous. It's just a fat, bloated animal of a film. What's the two minutes of anime that is interjected into the... I'll tell you what it is. Best scene in the film. <laughs> Bar none. Bar none. You think that's the best scene in the film? Yeah, like like three was, weeks, three weeks from now. That's what you're gonna remember. I'll I'll think about it and I'll be like, mm. Yeah, the voice cast, yeah, the story for it and here's a who and that weird anime sequence. That's Where Horton like is just 90 like going seconds about. in the middle of the movie. Like, it's fun to see it's fun to see like Whoville. Right. On screen every time. Like, the doc, the Dr. Seuss, everything that is Dr. Seuss, the wacky buildings, the goofy instruments. I love the like architecture. The the strange thing of, like, I have 90 daughters and a weird swirling table. And right. Like and the, I get 12 seconds to talk to each right, of my and the kids chairs rotate around, and I but talk that's to not, each But that is not necessarily Dr. Seuss. That is the mind of the people who expanded the world. That's pretty Dr. Seuss, though. Like when you when you look at it's taken in his style, but that actual idea of like no, all the children, all the children, that is what that's that's, the writers adding in stuff, which is good. The things that they use to build visually on the world, I think, really work very very well. The things that they do to expand on the story, 
They just seem a little, uh, like, there's a whole sequence where Horton's like, I know, I'll take this back to a really safe place, which is, like, far away through the jungle and up a hill. Um, Right. And the whole sequence of him getting there, I guess I wanted to see more of, like, what I'll call a Shrek journey, where it's like, he's got a companion, and it would be funnier, and it would feel less ham-fisted and He has a companion. It's the mayor. well, but the mayor's the mayor. not a great companion because they're never actually, they're together the whole time in that he's holding, you know, Whoville, but they're never together. You know, they're far, they're literally a world apart. I want someone, like, I wanted Seth Rogen's little mouse buddy to be with him the whole time. Did you, though? Yeah. yeah. Would that, did you really want that? Yeah, then? I think I wanted it. Why are you making me second guess it? I just don't, I, you know... Would that improve the movie? Maybe. There's no way to say that it wouldn't. You can't say that it wouldn't. I feel like there were other great parts of the movie, though. Like what? I don't know. I can't think of any of them off the top of my head. And we just watched this. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. It's not a great sign. I feel that the the moral of the book, like everything that is good in the book, is in the movie. The the actual literal text of the book, the idea of the characters... I, it's all in there, but it's under a pile of everything else. It's like a babysitter movie. It's like this kid is. It's like this kid is five. This kid is six. I'm putting on Horton. Here's a who. Right. You want to watch Horton? Here's a who. Yeah. Katie's so silly. Katie. Oh, he jumped in the pool and his ears became a hat. Like the it. It's like. I will say on the topic children. of Katie, my favorite character, that was added that's in. Everyone's favorite character. You. Empirically, you're just going to be like, that's everyone's favorite character. Come on. There's a little fluffy thing. She's somehow, like, mentally disturbed. (laughs) She is, um, she's amazing. Katie is a small little, like, puffin of a creature whose entire character is being pretty wordless and strange. And I love her. I will protect her with my life. I want one. You're, you're... I'm playing it up. really strong language about this. Uh... Can we talk about the implications of what it would the mean implications. to have... Because of the implication. <laughs> because, no, not that. Like, we're going to take him out on a boat. No, that's the different kind of implication. I'm talking about <laughs> if you had a world, which is the whole world, mm-hmm. on a speck of dust, mm. on a truffle puff, truffle puff, being carried by an elephant. Let me, let me f- parse this out a little bit. So, the other Whoville... The other, other, other Whoville, whatever. The Grinch one? Yeah. Uh, They're on a snowflake. Yeah. They're on, like, a speck of water in a snowflake. Yeah. Uh, And that's fine, because they're, like, floating through. You never question it, because there is no exterior element in that story. Well, they don't ever interact with... Right, there is no outside world. world. Right, right. The jungle of Nuhal. Horton can talk to the mayor. Like, the mayor puts a funnel in a drain pipe and, like... Can, and then they can, can converse. Hear, right, and the mayor can talk into it, then Horton can hear it. Uh, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Uh, but, and and when Horton, like, when he, like, carries it around and starts moving it around, like, weird things start happening to the world. Mm-hmm. That it the starts who's, interfering. Things right, are sideways right. and, or, like, Horton falls asleep for a night and the truffle tree freezes and so Whoville wakes up and it's covered in snow. Right. Buildings fall apart, Buildings things are move around, apart. whatnot. Yeah. Or being made immediately, instantaneously. Right. But that's just a goofy that's for the kids. It's for the kids. 
those damn kids. Those, <laughs> those darn kids. Those we damn to kids. You. I want an R-rated Horton Here's a Who. I want Horton I mean, to carry what would a that Beretta. Look like, though? <laughs> it's um, like the kangaroo all of a sudden is like actually trying to murder everyone, and her band of like monkeys. But are, that's, like, that's huge that's the issue. Like it's 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 all like cigars. funny and cute and like relatively harmless. And then the end. I mean, in the book Horton Here's a Who. Horton gets like tied up by and caged by the other animals. They, right. Like, and it's but like when you actually watch it happening on screen in real time, it's like this is not fun anymore. This is weird. Like the kangaroo wants to throw the little Whoville puff into like a cauldron of boiling oil. Right. And she doesn't even care that once everyone she, else once is she, admitting to hearing it. Right. Once she even figures out. That's my problem. In the in the book of of the story, she hears as it. As soon as they everyone hears it, they're like, "Oh, like we can't. We were kill wrong, this. and I admit, right. like that's wrong. Like you were right, and I was wrong." Right. In the movie, they have Carol Burnett's character be like, "No, she do, sticks to her guns. No, do it anyway." And we're it's like, them. "This is weird. That's weird." But that's that's one of those things where she's like, "I would rather, be I would right. rather be right than like save all of these people who now everyone around me." And in, in the movie, it's like a warm of hundreds of different jungle animals who are like we hear it we hear it even her son is like mom stop being right. so weird and annoying like he's it just it's it kind of erodes the moral right like unless, a little bit unless the actual moral of the story is that, like even if you try really hard sometimes shitty things happen to you and the shitty things are and the shitty things are mass genocide like an antagonist like a woman what She's the kangaroo's lady. I know, but it, why? Why is the moral then that all women are? I didn't say all women. I said one woman. This per, this antagonist. Woman. So in your world, one woman is going to be your demise. Dibs. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. No. No. What do you think will be your demise? Well, I mean, given that we live on a speck of dust on a truffle puff, it'll well, probably so be something. That well, is what you were getting to, and I then wanna, you right. got sidetracked. So, so and you got to be better about it. Here's my dilemma, and now I'm strictly talking about the movie because the book takes place in a simple 2D, two-dimensional world. Although the implication is the same in the book. It's right, just a but, little more but, fleshed out in the movie. But here's the thing. The, the Who's, mm-hmm. they... They, they live are unaware. In a, the, but the, hear me out. They live in a. They live in their own world. Right. I'm making finger sarcasm quote marks. The, they live on this puff, but their sun is the same sun. Mm-hmm. How does that work? It'd be measured differently there. They don't go into that, but like they don't do. They're experiencing like, the same elements because ultimately they are right. The thing that they because Horton is like dark. Is, I can make it dark and right. I can make it light, and I can make it dark and I can make it light. Right. To prove that he is actually there and that he is holding them. Right. And lucky for them that he's like a benevolent do-gooder. Right. And not well, like because a maniacal like I am. I, I, I am but a god to you, microbial people. Right. Like I can do like. Like you could really fuck with some people. But if, again, like, what if you would discovered be the a small world, if you discovered a small world, there there's a person who's like, man, I'll help it. But there's also another person who's like, I'm gonna get, I'm in control now. Yeah, but this mine is the thing. Small apart, but, but their lives, they're mine. But they have no threshold of interaction. Control well, involves control. Or... Control requires output. Like if I'm right. if I'm like, oh, I'm like a god to these people. Road to El Dorado. Road to El Dorado. The uh, Miguel and uh, Tulio go to find El Dorado, right. and they convince people that they're gods. And well, the whole thing right. is they, they pretend that they're gods so that they can live in a palace, eat a bunch of food that they want to eat. Right. Well, because they ostensibly they ostensibly trade benefit. ostensibly trade sexual favors with that very well proportioned female character. Also, there's that scene in in Road to El Dorado wherein. Miguel interrupts 
studio. And, oh, and uh, they're like behind the couch. They're doing the deed. They're doing the deed. There's like something going on. They're doing I, it. My impression was that it was uh, verbally related. Orally yeah. related? Yeah. No one talks while that occurs. God, I really do hope my parents so, don't listen to this. So, but uh, can I say no, something? No, 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 let me, wanna, let, no, 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 because Go you on. got off traffic, and here's what you were trying to say, and I'm bringing it back to your point. You're welcome. We're going to go off topic, not traffic. The who, the mayor of Whoville, mm-hmm. learning that he is living on a spec would, for all intents and purposes, ruin his small, tiny, spec-sized brain. It would blow it up. It would blow up the entire place, learning that their life, their entire city and world and essence is so small that it cannot be seen or heard by the world above it. Right. Imagine imagine those implications for us. We're being carried by a giant elephant. Imagine, yeah, right. It's exa- take a moment, take a moment, exactly put yourself that. in that mayor's shoes. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up and everything's a little bit tilted, and there's a big old so apparent elephant who can change the sky, and is also telling you that like there's even a bigger like you're you cannot perceive that. That's yeah. what you were trying to yeah. say. No, that wasn't what I was going to say. Oh, then what were you? The trying point to say? that I was going to. I mean, it's a it's a completely apt point, and I agree with you. Uh, the point that I was making was that you would have no incentive to treat those people poorly as if you were in Horton's position because you have nothing to gain. Like, you don't, there's nothing, like... No, and, and all honesty is everything to lose. He's losing respect right. and right. credibility. Which like, makes he's a him, teacher right. Right. in the movie. But here's a question I meant what I you. said and I said what I meant. Oh, the elephant's loyal 100%. So that line is actually from Horton Hatches an Egg. Mm. Not Horton Hears a Hero. Fascinating. Horton Hatches an Egg is actually the prequel of sorts to Horton Hears a Who. It was written before, same character, same world. And seemingly it didn't do that well because, I mean, we're not talking about it right now. Well, it didn't get a movie because I don't want to watch a movie where an elephant sits on an egg for an hour and a half. Right. We could. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be honest. I barely got through this one. I know. It was rough. And I don't really have anything more to say. I do have a question for you. Sure. Would you rather be tasked with convincing everyone around you that there's a small world on a flower, or would you rather be tasked with convincing your world that you are on a flower and there's something greater that's about to like come down on you? I'm gonna go with being the one holding the flower. You want the power? Yeah. Yeah, you want the control? Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not I don't know why. You why? Why? That's. It, I don't know why that's even a question. But would you like to have 100% is, control of your environment and everyone else? who's in the environment, is at the whim of your actions? Or but, would you rather be at total at the, at the, no, the end of someone else? No, but I'm not asking what you'd else. rather be. I'm asking what you'd rather be tasked with convincing other Horton, people Horton. of. Rather you'd rather be in Horton's position yeah. where you're like, I need to get everyone. Right. Well, I guess I agree with you because the stakes are a lot lower for Horton. If he fails in his task to save Whoville, realistically all that happens to him is Whoville dies. And right. he like kind of, like, right. years pass and his community forgets about him. Right. For the Whovilles, it's their entire world that's going to come to an end if they can't complete their goal. Like, yes, that is the case, but also, if my life's on, it's going, they're going down. Well, so I mean, like, if it was like Horton, we're going to cut your head off, or we're going to throw this truffle puff in the boiling. I mean, oil. I wouldn't put it it's past like, that. It's like it's like put it in the oil. <laughs> I don't care. Want to live? I'm choosing live. my life over them. <laughs> but I mean, that's the whole Malthus debate, you know. The, what? the Malthus, who is a philosopher, and his whole his whole question is like, is it better to serve a few people, like the good of the many versus the good of the few? Like, should should many people suffer so that a few of them can oh, prosper? Oh, like full like pure utility ethics, mm-hmm. like who's gonna? Uh, 
that's that's way too broad for this because too deep broad? down I'm gonna go to my you concluding I'm gonna go to my concluding statement which is that I, the moral of Horton Hears a Who still stands is still worthwhile if your kid wants to read Horton Hears a Who or you want to introduce them to Dr. Seuss good option uh, for a movie they're like it's totally acceptable for children like if kids right. like it then they like it but also there's like better kids options there are better kids movies as an adult man I like it was not fun. Not a good time for you? Not a good time for me. As an adult It wasn't woman, horrible. It wasn't like, oh, I hate this. It was right. just like... I wouldn't watch it again. It just, it's, but I said it's, that it's, it's, it, it just represents to me, I was like, this is, this, is a, this is a job that I'm doing. Sure. I'm like working, basically. I understand. Well, I agree with you. I think when it comes to Dr. Seuss, Horton Hears a Who, read the book and watch a different... Dr. Seuss adaptation. There are other better options, I believe. Like the original Grinch. <laughs> I think that if you're gonna watch a Grinch, you should watch the Jim Carrey one. But I, we are we are fundamentally at odds about that. Yeah. And I don't want to spend. Well, that'll be an episode for. December. December. Maybe this year. Yeah. Let's can we wrap this up? I have nothing to say about Horton here. Okay, really. great. Well, so yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at boxofficebookshelf at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Instagram, follow us. You can't tweet us that way, but you can comment on things. That's Box Office Bookshelf. We also have a website if you want to check that out. You can see what we're reading and, you know, sign up for a newsletter if you want. We don't send anything else out, but maybe if people signed up, we would. That'd be fun. Um, But, yeah, thanks for listening. I had a good time talking about it. I didn't really like doing it, though. Yeah, it was fun. The next one we do will be fun. Yeah, you better believe it. You better believe it. What will it be? I don't know. I mean, I think we know, but we're pretending not to know because we're recording this. For mystery. (laughs) Goodbye.